You're listening to the Carterville Church Life Podcast. I love our church family, and I hope that you do too. Our goal is that the episodes of this podcast would keep us connected and focused while we're scattered for our week on missions together. I hope that you're blessed by what you hear today. Hey, welcome to the podcast today. I'm glad that you took time to tune in. We're reading through the book of Acts as a church family and preaching about it on Sundays. And my prayer is that while Carterville leans in to this book of Acts, we'll learn how to take the gospel all over the Pineville, that we'll learn how to be missional in a year that, quite frankly, has sort of unhinged the world, that it would unleash the church. So while people are uh, slow in some engagements to feel comfortable or uh, filled with fear or anxiety, oh, wow, that the church could truly leave the building in an effective way and take the gospel. That's my dream for what the Lord might produce out of 2020. So we're reading through the book of Acts just to get this blueprint for how to be as missional as we can be in our community. And today I want to lead our weekly reading through the book of Acts on into chapter 10. We're going to begin um, a, a new part of the journey through the book of Acts. You're introduced to a new character, to an individual named Cornelius. So this episode uh, is going to take place between Peter, the apostle, and this guy named Cornelius. So let's read the text, and this will be a devotional reading for the morning, and I hope that it will inspire the way that you engage God's mission today. Acts 10. At Caesarea, there was a man named Cornelius, a centurion in what is known as the Italian Regiment. He and all his family were devout and God-fearing. He gave generously to those in need, and he prayed to God regularly. One day at about three in the afternoon, he had a vision. He distinctly saw an angel of God who came to him and said, Cornelius. Cornelius stared at him in fear. What is it, Lord, he said. The angel answered, Your prayers and gifts to the poor have come up as a memorial offering before God. Now, send men to Joppa to bring back a man named Simon, who's called Peter. He is staying with Simon the Tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had gone, Cornelius called two of his servants and a devout soldier who was one of his attendants. He told them everything that had happened and sent them to Joppa. So for today's podcast, I just want us to consider Cornelius. Tomorrow we'll talk a little bit more about Peter, but today I want us to consider Cornelius. Cornelius lived in Caesarea, which is where the Roman governors or procurators would have made their headquarters. It's where Pilate would have lived when he was judging Jesus you know, years before this event. So he was a centurion in the Roman army. like He was a part of the legions. And here's what I want you to feel about that. He was totally an outsider to the Jewish people. Now, up to this point, right? up to this point in the book of Acts, the gospel had been shared almost exclusively with people who were Jewish. Even the Ethiopian eunuch who took the gospel into Africa, he had traveled to the Jewish temple for worship. We don't know enough about his background, but he was reading Isaiah's scroll. So what we, what we know is that up to this point, the missional effort that Christ has overseen through his church was still, for the most part, confined to Jewish people. Well, here's a guy who is by no means Jewish. In fact, 
Uh, he is a God-fearing Gentile. The, he was specifically described as a God-fearer, which is a term that typically means this person was not Jewish, but he had learned about the monotheistic God of the Jewish people. He worshipped God. Perhaps he even went into synagogue and he cared for the synagogue. So perhaps he even went into synagogue to worship as a God-fearer. But this guy, he cared for the needs of the poor. He was devout as to his religious purity. So he was a good man, but not Jewish. And so for Peter, all Peter's life, he'd been taught that Gentiles were inherently unclean. So on the basis of their ethnicity, they were unclean and they were not the people of God. And this particular fellow, this centurion in the Roman army, he is about to turn, turn the world on its head and change the complexion of the church forever. All right. So we know that this guy was a centurion. And you've also got to remember that not only was he a Gentile, uh, very likely from Italy, he's over the Italian cohort, but not only was he a Gentile, but as a Roman soldier, as a Roman centurion, no less, this guy is a leader in the army that we identify as the oppressor. In other words, if you were a Jewish person, then when you looked around Galilee or Judea or Jerusalem, every time you saw a Roman soldier, you were reminded that you were occupied, that you were ruled by Rome, a puppet kingdom. You dreamed of a king like David. You had hoped that Messiah would rule from Jerusalem, but this occupying force of the Roman soldiers is a constant reminder that you don't have political freedom, that the Jewish people are repressed by pagans no less. Well, this guy may not be a pagan, but he is among them. He's a Roman centurion. So his existence is going to challenge Peter's notions of who God wants to have in his family of who God is working to save and redeem. So this Cornelius, uh, he receives a vision from God, <clears throat> a visit from an angel that lets him know that he's supposed to send for a messenger named Simon, who's called Peter. Gives him specific directions about where to find him. And tomorrow we'll engage Peter's side of the story. But for today, here's what I want to ask you. Who is Cornelius in your world? Is there any group of people out there that you would have thought of in a similar way that Peter would have thought of Cornelius? Just because Cornelius wore the uniform of a Roman soldier, just because he was important as a centurion, just because he was a Gentile as the leader of the Italian cohort, Peter would have assumed that God was not working in his life. But when you pull the curtain back, you actually find that not only was God working in his life, but that this guy, this Cornelius, was very open to what God was doing. And so as you and I engage our mission all over the world this week, I wonder who are the Corneliuses around us? Who are the people that we've not observed or watched? So uh, probably in some weird way, you know, we all have, uh, I guess, the tendency to be a little bit like Peter, right? I mean, if if you, you walk through the world with a particular lens and people who aren't fitting your lens, you know, maybe you overlook them. So for Peter, the lens looked like this. I mean, there are two categories. There were Jews and there were Gentiles. And the world broke out in those two categories. 
so we may have a thousand categories now or who knows but in in fact i do think that you look at the world and think about people who are like you and people who are not like you and we have a tendency to miss what god is trying to do in the lives of the people who are not just like you so maybe for you like you or not like you uh, comes down to political persuasion. And, hey, we're in election year. This is going to become more polarized with every passing week until the election. And so if politics is how you decide who's like you or who's not like you, well, you can buckle your seat belts. It's going to be a rough couple of weeks. But what if God called you to reach across the aisle and recognize the work of God in somebody who had different political affiliations or ideas than you had? Would you be open to that? Would you recognize God working or would you miss the opportunity? For some of us, it comes to ethnicity. If you're a white person, you look at uh, Asians, Hispanics, black people, and you, you see the other. If you're a black person, you look up and you see white people, Asians, Hispanics, as, as outsiders. If you're an immigrant, you look up and, and you think of um, you know, somebody who is a, who is a, a national already you know, as outsiders. We have all these categories that we create, but one of the things that Cornelius reminds me of is that God is working across all these categories. In the kingdom of Jesus, there's only those who are in Christ and those who are not in Christ. And this is a man that wants to be adopted in God's kingdom. He's already open to God. So I'm asking you, you know, what are the other categories you bring? For some of us, it's um, socioeconomic. Uh, for, of, for others of us, we have labels that we use um, for categories of sin that were offensive to us or uh, backstories that are hard for us. You know, maybe if you're in the recovery process, you know, you have you have labels that you use, you know, for uh, addict or non-addict. Or, but listen, I, I think the story of Cornelius is asking all of us this week to open our minds to the Spirit of God working in us, that we'd stop using the labels, that we'd stop looking through the wrong lenses, and that we'd open our eyes to see people just like Cornelius, who may not fit your mold, but God's working there. So I guess what I want to do with this particular podcast is I just want to ask you to open your eyes to see Cornelius. Would you recognize the people out there who are hungry for God, who are trying to be faithful to God, who want to walk with God, and you've missed them because they just didn't match the mold that you've become trained to watch for. So Tomorrow we'll talk about Peter's side of the story, but today we're thinking about Cornelius. Open your eyes. Let's find Cornelius today. Church family, God bless you. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, I want to remind you that on Sunday, I encourage everybody to take home the blue card that says my story. I would love to fill the clipboards around the sanctuary with testimonies, with witnesses to what Jesus Christ is doing. And so if God has been working in your life through COVID-19 in the last six months, if your personal salvation testimony is just strong and right now you want to share it, or if God's walked with you through a hard season the last few weeks and you can bear witness, to the reality of Jesus working in your life. Would you jot that down on that card and clip it on the clipboards so that days from now we can walk around the sanctuary and observe a witness to the resurrected Jesus. Church family, I love you. Thanks for taking the time to do that. Share this podcast with somebody if it's been useful to you. Thanks for tuning in.